Well, good evening. I'm Steve Williams, and this is the evening weather. We couldn't ask for a better day for the first day of spring. Right now, it's 15 degrees and clear. We're expecting blue skies throughout the day tomorrow. Uh, though there's only a 10% chance of showers, this weather can't last forever. It is raining cats and dogs up north, so we should see rain by sometime tomorrow morning. Don't forget your umbrella tomorrow, Canada. Now over to Richard with the sports. So, I mean, I wanted to cut you off and be Brady, like, shut up, but I was impressed with how long and how detailed and how well executed that was. So I just backed off and let it go. I appreciate that. Anytime. My, I, I kind of assumed that maybe you were going to cut me off. Oh, never. And that would have been a real sign of not supporting me. Right. And, and that's not cool. So no, I really, I do appreciate that you were able to meet me, you know, in the middle. Mm-hmm. That means a lot. Every time. Yeah. Unless if it's inconvenient, then you're on your own. But <laughs> Unless you have to put any effort into it whatsoever. Yeah, if it costs yeah. me anything, no. Yeah, exactly. Well, in all seriousness, welcome to the next installment of The Movie Men. The Movie Men? Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, thank you for those who are supporting us. If you haven't already, feel free to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Follow us on Podbean. Give us a listen and continue your support. We appreciate it. Well, there goes all of my notes. We'll see you next week. All right. Yeah. So what movie are we reviewing tonight, Brady? <laughs> tonight we are reviewing uh, the not-so-live action right. version of The Lion King. 1994. The 1994. Yeah. Uh, in anticipation for the new one coming out. Of course. Uh, but also just because it's The Lion King. Yeah. It's freaking awesome. A generational movie, you might say, it's, for people that grew up with it in our age range. Okay, so spoiler alert. Yeah. Before we go into this movie. Sure. We're going to watch this movie. or We just watched We just watched it. Yeah. We're going to uh, break this movie down. We're going to talk about it as mm. if you were just sitting on the couch with us right now watching the movie. Of course. Uh, so spoilers yep. ahead. Um, my whole review in a, in a really quick nutshell. Mm-hmm. Quite possibly the best animated film ever. Wow. I won't say it's my favorite. Sure. I won't even say it's my favorite Disney animated film because it's not. Okay. Um, but I would say it's of all of the animated films, this is the one that comes the closest to being flawless. Wow. Like, it's just, it's just incredible. It, on, on, like, name one part of the movie. Name one part of the movie where you go, ah, uh, that doesn't really work for me. Right. I can't. I, and I can do it with just about any other Disney movie. I can, sure. any other Disney animated film, I can go, I really like it. Uh, it's kind of boring at this part. Sure. No. The Lion King, start to finish, sure. has got you emotionally grabbed by the, the things that people grab people by. Horns. The horns, sure, and uh, that's that was a good save. And uh, I, yeah, I, it's just incredible. Yeah. It's just, it's just a, it's a star-studded cast. It's got incredible music. It's got gorgeous, lush coloring mm. in the the Africa yep. landscape. Yep. Uh, and and it's got humor. It's got heart. It there are times it makes you laugh. There mm-hmm. are times it makes you cry. There's times you want to sing along. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I. So I'm going to just disagree with you. Um, <laughs> you think the movie sucks. I, I what <laughs> a waste film. of time. Yeah. No, I obviously love this movie. Yeah. It's like a 
two, like it's pretty close to the top. Yep. We recently, within the last few weeks, watched Aladdin. And in my notes, I do have a greater symbol towards Aladdin compared really? to The Lion King. And that's just personal preference. There's nothing wrong with The Lion King. Um, so it's to the point that I think, like, I'm I'm not heartbroken. I know some people are that, oh, why are they remaking The right. Lion King? I'm not at all. I'm very okay with it coming out. Um, so I'm, I'm all right with this circumstance. And in fact, after watching The Lion King tonight, like the cartoon, and you showing me again the trailer for uh, the live-action Lion King, I've never been more excited for the live-action Lion King as I am oh, right gonna, now. It's gonna I be, can't wait. It's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But that being said, so I disagree with you. Like, it's not my favorite animated movie, but it's very, very, very good. Oh, it's so very good. good. It's incredible. Don't misunderstand. Oh, man. So let's let's start with the cast. Yes. You've got James Earl Jones oh. playing Mufasa. Woo. You have Rowan Atkinson playing Zazu. Zazu. Uh, and Jeremy. he almost didn't. Like oh, okay. this, yeah, I've listened to this interview where uh, he got the script, and he's like, oh, I don't... I, don't really want to do an animated kids thing hmm. and so and so and but it, he's gone on record saying he's i mean he's so glad oh anyone who's been a part of this film yes understands what a cultural yep. phenomenon yep. it's been yep um jeremy is it irons who played yeah Scar? jeremy irons uh, yeah um who also played alfred in the ben affleck he was ben affleck's alfred oh that's right yeah uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Cheech Marin. Yeah. Um, Ro- Robert Gilliam was Rafiki. Um, right, yeah. Not someone I recognize. His voice is so familiar, but... Maybe Nathan just... Lane plays Timon. Right. Uh, yeah. Matthew Broderick plays grown-up Simba. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor Thomas plays younger Little Simba. Little baby Simba. Yep. Um, um, I don't recognize the voice of Pumbaa. Like, I... I I hear the voice of Pumbaa and I go, mm-hmm. that's Pumbaa. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't think I really know him from a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. It's but, not, it's not ringing any bells. No. Um, but who else is, there's like it's so many good people in this yeah. freaking movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Um, I think the, it's spearheaded though, obviously by, um, what's it? James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. And people are just thanking God that he's alive for the, the live action coming out yeah we'll get and, to that and he but it's tough because you like i it's really exciting that he's coming back mm-hmm. um but you do it's a little sad it's bittersweet because you can hear in his voice mm. in the trailers okay that he's a much older weaker sounding james earl jones oh, now the okay. same thing happened he came back in rogue one Oh, yes. And he voiced Vader. Yeah. And if you listen to the two side by side, mm. it's a much weaker, right. reaching for his inhaler kind of sounding <laughs> Darth Vader. Which, I right. mean, James Earl Jones is currently, he's 88 years old. Right. Um, yeah. So it's crazy impressive that Good he's, you know, he's got Betty White syndrome. Yeah. And he's just... Went to the, along. the Betty White School of Acting. Yes. And um, gosh, she's like uh, freaking Betty White. She's a legend. She's she's not human. But no. anyways, um, 
Yeah, so it, it's, I mean, it's great. It's great that he's coming back and that mm-hmm. we're going to get him again. Yeah. Um, but it is, like, it's, it's. I felt it in Star Wars and I feel it watching the Lion King trailers. Yeah. I'm just a little bit sad because it, right. it, the voice, it's still iconic. Yep. Um, but I would say it doesn't have mm. quite the same amount of authority. Sure. That it had. Right. Back then. Yeah. yeah. But. Well. Anyways. Should we get into it? Yeah. What I, what have we been doing? Well, like I'm in. I'm in it. Oh my goodness. Let you're me, welcome. I, you're welcome to join. You're welcome to come in. All right. Let me start. The water's with, a nice like eighty six. I'm going to ask man. you a question, and then we can get into the content of the film. Well, we're okay. Or should we just continue with the content? No, of no, the film? no, no, no. Is it like a trivia question? Yeah. Okay. Fire away. So, how many lions were recorded? For the use of lion roars in this film. Lion what? Roars. Oh, like okay. Lion roaring. A, less than four. B, four to eight. Or C, nine or more. I'm going to say less than four. Okay. And I'm going to say that it's actually zero. Mm. I know I'm wrong, but okay. you, sometimes you just got to be wrong. Well, sometimes you're just, it's better to be lucky than good. So a gentleman named Frank Welker provided all the lion roars not a single recording of an actual lion roaring was used because the producers wanted specific sounding roars for each line can i say that i don't know so much if that was intuition on my part sure uh or if i'm just starting to learn your question asking ah i better watch my back i expect i like i expected trick question of course so i'm gonna throw my Loud keys. Sure. Off to the, off please, to the side please do. Very loud. Yes. I apologize. My ears hurt. Do they? Yeah, no. So, the movie. There's so much. Like, listen to this. There's kaifage. Kaifage everywhere. It's like Spaghetti Junction all over this table. It's Sorry. pretty bad. Yeah, it's, pretty it's bad. awful. Uh, <laughs> the movie. The music. Oh. The music in the movie. Hans Han Zimmer strikes again. <laughs> Isn't it Hans? Hans. 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 I I compose the music with my hands. And so you mentioned Rowan Atchison being like, "Eh, I don't know. eh, uh, Hans Zimmer had the same uh, reaction when he was approached to this. It's like animated movie. Eh, I don't know. Eh." Well, he did it. He rocked it. It's a legendary movie. And the soundtrack is part of the reason why it's a legendary movie. Did he have anything to do with this movie? Hans Zimmer, yes. Did he really? Hundred percent. Oh, okay. Not even joking. I thought I. Sorry. You thought I just wanted to say the word Hans? Well, I was, I was, I was getting all excited about Sir Elton John. Oh. Um, oh, so obviously, yeah, he had a huge involvement because he had many hits that this, were part of this. Friggin', let me look it up here. Yeah. I mean, I believe you. I just don't. Yeah think you're telling the truth well i um, i lie a lot do, 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 soundtrack so mm-hmm. can you feel the love tonight mm-hmm. elton john so, yeah all, no, a no, lot no. of hey, these whoa, 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 sure. whoa. back that train up okay so uh can you feel the love tonight elton john uh circle of life elton john mm-hmm. i just can't wait to be king written by elton john yep be prepared written by elton john sure hakuna hakuna matata by Elton John. Right. Uh, not lyrically. Like, a lot of these songs lyrically were written by Tim Rice. Right. Um, yep. Including, like, Circle of Life, 
Mm. and songs that Elton had, uh, Can You Feel the Love Tonight, like songs that Elton has gone on right. to be his. I'm seeing nothing about Hans Zimmer. Are you out to lunch? No. So I I have the Wikipedia page for like the what? original I'm, I'm motion picture of, soundtrack. I'm, so soundtrack album by Elton John and Hans Zimmer. Okay. I'm just, I'm trying to think of moments in the movie. No, I tried to put your computer back. I trust you. <laughs> I just Do you trust me? Don't I can't think of the moment when that happens. Just well, I'm just talking just like soundtrack themes and whatnot. All right. Well, I I mean like all the hits and the singles are by Elton John. Right. So like Circle of Life. But the score itself. Can, the, exactly. Sorry, the score itself, Hans okay. Zimmer. Yeah. Like when there's big, you know, the thunder strikes when it goes boom yeah. and whatever. Yep. Else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's. You know, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, the soundtrack is great. Yeah, whether it's the the um, just instrumental music or yeah. actual or the real soundtrack songs. by Elton John. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, that opening sequence though, with the like the sun coming up, the sun coming up, song. and the circle of, the life, circle of life, and all yeah. the animals, and literally the heavens opening. Like I laughed out loud. Because I forgot, like, the, the sky parts like the Red Sea and this beam of light comes down on that print. And I wasn't 100% sure what you were laughing at. It's just so ridiculous. It's amazing. Did it, but, yeah. I mean, that works. Yeah. It's magical. In fact, I believe they used that opening sequence as the original trailer just because it's so, like, it, like, it captivates the audience. Yeah, like I think, I think right so. Away. It's yeah, I mean it's riddled. The movie is riddled with uh, witchcraft. So <laughs> to say it's magical is not an understatement. Is, is accurate. Wow. Like what is Rafiki is a witch. Oh heck yeah. Witch doctor. I guess maybe a witch doctor. Yeah. But he's like sure. The movie starts out yeah. and Rafiki breaks open a fruit that nobody can identify. Yeah, I don't know. And what takes that is. some runny ketchup. And puts like a hex on Simba. I think, yeah, that's he's totally working. He's that's some spell work, I guess, that he's doing. Sure, right. And then, like, I don't know, what are we saying? Fifteen years has passed. Sure. And Rafiki's yeah. just hanging out in his tree. Yeah. Cracking open some more identifiable that, fruit. Yeah. And he looks into the fruit and he goes, oh. Simba. Yeah, that's awful. But and has like, that Simba's image of alive? and has that sim like image of him on his tree wall. Yeah, and like yeah, he's got Simba posters up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, that is okay. That is a little disturbing in this, some this ways. Is witchcraft through yeah. and through. Okay. This is this. The movie is heavily geared towards the occult. Right. You know, we wonder why our generations of young people are eroding as far as morality. They're eroding. Oh, this is... My child is not watching this movie. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway. Also, another question. Sure. I mean, I've I've started by giving the movie high praise. Okay. Right? So I I feel now an obligation to tear it down a little bit. Okay. What the hell kind of lion Mm -hmm. is Scar? Interesting. Black-haired... Is this a thing? So, so do you want the actual legitimate answer? So help you have the species written down there? Well, no, it's not that. But like, do you know what I mean? Like, what's wrong right. with him? 
Why does he look like that? Why doesn't he look like his family? Is, is yeah. it, I think? He's so, adopted. Do you want like the actual answer? Yeah. So in earlier drafts, Scar was a rogue lion with no relation to Mufasa. Mm-hmm. But eventually, the story writers thought relating him to Mufasa would be more interesting and a threat within. So that's why Scar and Mufasa differ so much. Well, and they and weren't it, originally I, supposed to be related. Yeah, and it I mean it creates that extra yeah. level um in Scar's betrayal. Yeah. Turns it into a betrayal right. as opposed to just right. potentially a you know, just an attack a random or, dude, yeah. Yeah, whatever. I, as to what species of lion that's true. I've never seen a black maned lion. Right? And he's um, got like different like the rest of his fur. Mm-hmm. Do lions have fur or hair? Ooh. Feathers, maybe? Yeah. I'm not really sure the answer to that. Blubber? <laughs> but yeah, he's... So, I mean, and that's... He's had a major redesign yeah. in the new one. Oh, see, I haven't seen him in the new one. Have what you not he looks watched like. a trailer? I haven't, I haven't. I just want to be a little naive to it. Oh, uh, well. Yeah. Okay. Just like the rest of life. Mm. Sorry, mm. that was rude. That was rude. That was, that was an attack on your character. Well... Wouldn't be the first time. I didn't mean it. So yeah, Scar was different. Yeah, he's got like yellow and green eyes. So on the topic of Scar, Mm -hmm. you know what I find puzzling? And I kind of find it puzzling. And then I'm wondering if I've found something like by accident. So everyone has very cool names that have like Swahili origins. Simba. So yeah, Simba means lion. Nala. Uh, I'm not sure what that means. uh, But Zazu is Hebrew for movement. Mufasa means king. Rafiki is Swahili for friend. What um what was uh, I just caught the at, at the end. Um hang on, hang on. Simba's mom's name. Oh, Anala. Cerebi? Oh, Cerebi. Yeah, Cerebi. it's something with an S. Um someone some big Lion King person right now. Yeah. Like, Come on, you idiots. Let's it's, see. It's actually... Cereba. Cereba. Yeah. What's that mean? I don't know. I don't have that in front of me. What's Pumbaa? Pumbaa is something along lighthearted or foolish. Okay. But so it's weird that every name has really cool like a Swahili root. Except Scar. Just an anatomical like tissue that hasn't healed. That's what we'll name you. And one of the... So our... Our... um, our hyenas mm-hmm. are Shenzi. Right. Uh, Banzai. Mm-hmm. Banzai. And Ed. <laughs> Did you just say Ed? Ed. Ed is, Ed is the one. Ed is Swahili for. No. And it's Ed not is Swahili. played by Jim Cummings. Mm. Winnie the Pooh. Oh. So, back to so one thing about Scar. Okay. I, I just for the sake of it, I googled Tried to the give definition me of information, and I was shot down. Well, I wasn't fine. done. I, okay. I got to tell you, so I Continue. googled the definition of scar. Yeah. So the first thing that came up is a noun, like okay. a mark left on the skin or without body tissue, where a wound, burn, or sore is not healed. Okay? Right. That's what everyone knows what scar means. I've heard of that. Where Where does Scar kill Mufasa? It's on like a cliff. He's on like a cliff edge, right? Down in the gorge, there's a stampede. Yeah. You know what the the second thing that came up under the definition of scar? No. A steep, high cliff or rock outcrop. 
Oh, well, there you go. Isn't that incredible? That that's, blew my mind. That's, you know. So, so I thought Scar was a lazy name, but I it's actually have, a very fitting uh, name. No, I have to think that that's, that's just a coincidence. I, dude, I'm no, on to something right here. There's no way. Okay. Well, I think I'm on to something. Um, I'm hearing some. I'm hearing some microphone, cell phone interference. Oh dear. Yeah. Hmm. Oh well. Steve, put uh, your cell phone away. It's Steven. I'm not going to say it again. Was it Steven? I thought it was Thomas. Well, st- yeah, Stephen Thomas. Hang on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw my cell phone further away. Can you? Oh, uh, mine's on the floor. Maybe oh, I'll throw oh, it. Yeah. For it. Can you still hear me? I can hear you. Still here? Hello. Alright. So yeah. All right. A lot of cool Swahili names. Yeah. Um my name's never mind. It's not. It isn't. Yeah, no. That's offensive. <laughs> it would have been, but I didn't say it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um so yeah. Um what else do you like or not like about the movie? Um Hmm. Like, why do you? Th- why were you so enthralled by it? I don't. So I don't know. When now, I oh, was... and actually, before you get into it, I just want to clarify: Have you seen it before tonight? <laughs> yeah. So that's if you'd let me finish. Sorry. Continue. Um, I don't remember this so much. Okay. Um, but my mom told me, my mom, my hey, mom, mom uh, told me that when I was a kid, you know how like sometimes there's a a, a one movie. That a kid plays on repeat over and over and over and over and over and over and over. I'm very familiar. Yeah. So mine was Lion King. Oh. I had it always had to be on. Okay. Um, I don't really remember this as so much, uh, which is kind of strange that I don't remember. Like Hmm. I remember watching it as a kid. Sure. um, And I haven't seen it in probably. Uh, I'd say it like 15 years anyways. Mm. Um, and 99%, there was a couple of parts and I was like, oh, I don't really remember this. This is a lot of fun. Uh, but for the most part, I kind I remember the movie ver- verbatim. <laughs> so that kind of, <clears throat> you know, that supports the notion that I've seen this movie 10,000 times. Sure. Um, so... Yeah, okay. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is about it. Mm-hmm. It's it's just vibrant. Yeah, it's got a good, it's got good pacing. Yep. Um. And there's a lot of heart to the story. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a story about a boy who loses his father. Mm. Um, yeah. Who he loves, he respects, but yep. he's got like it's a little bit. At times, it's a bit of a strained relationship, yeah. Um, because his dad is the authoritative figure, and mm-hmm. Simba's kind of has a tendency to act out, yeah. And so there are those moments where you know I need to teach my son a lesson, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And Simba's like, ah, crap, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah. Uh, and then so he loses his father. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't realize it at the time, but he's been betrayed by his uncle. Yes. Um. And he, he, his uncle tells him that this is your fault. Mm-hmm. This is your doing. Mm-hmm. And if you return, if you go back to the family, yeah, they'll 
they'll persecute you. Yeah. You they they won't accept you. No. And and your best to run and hide. Yeah. Uh, and that's what he says. He he says leave and don't ever come back. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, which but he presents it in the way he doesn't present it in the I'm banishing you way. No. He presents it in I'm doing you a favor. Right. Trust me. He's tricking him. Leave and don't come back. Yeah. Um, and then immediately after saying that, mm-hmm. he sends the hyenas. So like this whole time scars under the assumption that Simba's dead. Right. Because he sends the hyenas to go kill yeah. him. That's true. And they basically, they think they've killed him kind of, but they're too lazy to check. They don't, yeah. you know, they don't do their due diligence. They don't follow through. And so, yeah, so Simba spends this life knowing that his mom's out there. Right. Um, but his mom, like everyone else, is under the assumption that Simba also died in the stampede, that they that both father and son are dead. Right. Um, and so, so much so that when, when Nala returns, when Nala finds Simba with Timon and Pumbaa, mm-hmm. um... They, like, Nala makes says something about um, wait till you know wait till everyone finds out you're alive. Wait till your mom mm. finds out you're alive. Oh, and Simba yeah. doesn't say, "Oh, my mom, I can't, I I miss her so much, I can't wait to see her." Right. Uh, Simba says, "We can leave her out of it. She doesn't mm. need to know, because he still is under the impression." Right. That this is his fault. That right. he's got something he's got this guilt. Yeah. That he's supposed to carry. From his past, yeah. From his you know, from the incident with his father. Yeah. And so it's like it's such a there's so many adult themes. The movie deals with so much. Mm. Um Yeah. And yeah, it's like I don't know. I I honestly I could sit down and watch it again. We just watched it. I could oh, watch yeah. it again. Yeah. And I do even though it's not as beloved, I do have like probably this week I'll end up watching the second one now. Oh, um, sure. Just because yep. you know it's it's because I'm now I want to be enriched in in uh, not enriched. I want to be surrounded. I want to be engulfed by this universe, this world. Yep. Right. This wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, are Timon and Pumbaa in the second one? To be honest, I don't know if I've ever seen any of them other than it's, the original. The second one is called Simba's Pride, mm. and it focuses clever name around um, Simba's kid. Sure. Uh, and Simba's yeah, so it's Simba's daughter, um, and she meets a friend who is from the badlands or the outskirts mm. like a, a lion family that um if i'm remembering this properly i think maybe they feel like if if they're traced back down the bloodline far enough hmm. maybe the throne could have gone either way oh right one of those stories okay um yeah i'm trying to I see feel- yeah so nathan lane is in it as Timon. I wonder if there's a... James Earl Jones is in it as Mufasa. Oh, oh, really? Matthew Broderick plays Simba still. So there's a lot of carryover. Uh, Andy Dick is in it. Plays Nuka? Mm, I, yeah. No idea same actor plays Rafiki. Same actress plays wow. uh, Nala. I'm impressed. Uh, same guy plays Pumbaa. I feel like it's it's impossible to match the intensity of that first now, film. Now, Edward Hibbert 
play Zazu. So we have a different Zazu. Oh. Uh, yeah, Kiara. Ki- Kira. That's the um, that's the girl. Okay. And then Jim Cummings, who played Ed, the hyena. Oh yeah. In this one, uh, does like a voice, a flashback, or or something of Scar. Maybe it's that's what it is. It's Scar's Scar's family. Even though it's like the same family, oh, they're like cousins. Okay, but it's that like branch Scar's of the family. side of the family. Yeah, and the story that they've been given about Scar's demise mm. and what happened is not the actual proper version. Sure, and so they're under the assumption that uh, Simba, I murdered, right. murdered Scar. Right, Scar uh, was misunderstood. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, it's worth watching. I think I'm gonna watch it. Oh, I um, might. I'm. I'm not sure if I'm feeling it, just because I just don't think it can be matched. This yeah. first one. Now, Lion King one and a half. Right, which I didn't realize was an entirely different movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's uh, what did they call it? An in between quill. Oh sure. So it's not a sequel. It's not a prequel. Okay. It's a Back to the Future quill. So it. It kind of is the same thing, but from a different angle. Oh, right. Okay. So it's all of the first Lion King, oh. start to finish, exact yep. same period of time. Oh. Um, but it strictly follows Timon and Pumbaa. Okay, that I would watch. So there that is some. I would watch. So there's some bleed over. There's moments yeah. where you know you reach a point. Okay, then they find Simba. Oh, that's and cool. And then there's the time. And yeah. then so you sort of see like at the climax of the movie, you see um, you see Timon and Pumbaa carry out their behind the scenes portion of of the events at the end mm. and how all that plays out. Hmm. Um, they throw a lot of gags in there, like um, Timon and Pumbaa were actually at Simba's. Um, inauguration or whatever it is the ceremony oh, at the beginning yeah. uh and pumba farts and of course all the animals pass out and so oh. that's why they all fall they're not actually bowing they all kind of right so there's i mean <laughs> sure. there's some cheesy but i ultimately yeah. it's really funny it's i feel a good like movie. that is i would watch that. there's a catchy uh carl constant carl eastman a mutual friend of ours mm. there's a song that the meerkats sing in it called dig a tunnel, dig a tunnel. um and uh, for a while, Carl and I had gotten big into Minecraft. Oh, cool. Um, and so the whole time we'd be playing Minecraft, um, whether it was in person or we had uh, gaming headsets on. Oh, cool. Carl, every so often, would just be like, dig a tunnel, dig, dig a tunnel. But, and he sang it wrong, too, so it wasn't even like, you know. Oh. Yeah, anyways, I, I digress. <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think, what else? Like, what else in this movie is is well worth talking i mean there's so much you have more trivia oh i've got so much trivia so much trivia let me just mention sure uh and maybe this spoils some of your trivia but i that's that's okay i don't really care (laughs) um uh where did i had the i had the tab okay there it is um so financially successful that's um, an understatement. So they had a budget of uh, approximately $45 million. Okay. Um, which is, like, keep in mind, okay. this 
every frame in this movie was hand-drawn individually. This Ooh, is still a hand-drawn okay. animated movie. Big deal. Um, yeah. And vibrant hand-drawn oh. animation. Oh, yeah. Like the yeah. colors. Yep. Like it's incredible. It's fantastic. Um, so so completely hand-drawn. Yep. Uh, yeah, so it had a had a budget of approximately $45 million. Okay. Um, opening weekend Ooh. in the USA. Yep. Was one point eight million, okay. which is significantly below the budget. Okay. Um, but opening weekends, the opening weekends that we know now, mm-hmm. and the emphasis that is put on rushing out and seeing a movie right away, seeing movies in the theaters, these big kind of event movies, right, um, is a relatively new thing oh okay um yep. so movies back then didn't have as big opening weekends right um regardless overall in the usa the movie grossed uh 312 million dollars wow um and uh cumulatively mm-hmm. worldwide as of uh the end of 2013 yep. the movie has made uh 987 million um oh. in like home video releases and, right you know yep. uh, whatever else yep. re-releases of the movie in the theater right so super super successful financially oh yeah um yeah like even that year it was the highest grossing film of 94 yeah like that oh yeah it was hot yeah to say the least uh so trivia me Hit well me. yeah so uh let me just gauge how hard i want to make this let's do okay let's go with this one Two of the characters in this 1994 rendition of The Lion King are played by actors who won acting Oscars. And coincidentally, they both won them in the same year. For this movie? No, no. not for this movie. Prior to this movie. Oscars. Quite within like five years of this movie. Prior to this movie? Prior to this movie, okay. within five years. What two Oscar winning actors are in Lion King? Oh. I have to think that i'm gonna say nathan lane is one of them okay because nathan lane is incredible he is incredible uh i don't know if matthew broderick has won an oscar i don't think he has okay uh and regardless if he has i don't think it was prior to 1994 okay um Jeremy Irons has been around a long time. Mm. He's an incredible, he's a pretty prestigious actor. Right. It could be him. Okay. But if I've already taken one slot with Nathan Lane, Mm -hmm. I pretty much have to give the other spot to James Earl Jones. Ooh, okay. Uh, Oh, wait. Although, I don't know, because James Earl Jones, he's iconic. Sure. Um, But his background is like a lot of stage stuff okay i'm gonna go with james earl jones and nathan lane i don't sure. i think one of those for sure is right okay i'd be surprised if they're both, both right are. okay so they're both wrong what okay. uh jeremy so irons jeremy irons was one uh and reversal of fortune in 1990 okay and then hang on the second rowan i'm Atkinson? not no rowan hasn't won an oscar i don't think you'll get the second one okay it's kind of a it's whoopi goldberg for oh, ghost see had i thought of whoopi goldberg yeah i totally would have that would have stumped me as well like yeah. that would have been yeah a name i was caught up on yeah totally whoopi yeah yeah see that makes sense yeah um, um so but have fact, you, you've seen ghost 
Oh yeah, yeah. Quite recently, it's a fantastic movie. Yeah, Patrick Swayze. Oh and yeah, Demi Moore. I'm. I've gotten into clay uh, art. Aiken? Clay art. Oh, okay. After after watching <laughs> that movie, I've got a clay making you really? studio. No, no, I don't. Okay, but I, second, well, I, okay. I respect. I know those you don't have a can. clay making studio, but for a second, I thought you had one of those like spinning. <laughs> it's on my bucket list. You know? It's on my bucket oh. list. I'm getting teary-eyed here. Good. Um, Put I your do, shirt back on. So, so back to the Lion King. Yep. I do feel uh, so, man. Like I was getting teary-eyed. Speaking of teary-eyed, when Mufasa, the whole stampede scene. Like I've seen this movie and a dozen Simba's times. Trying to wake up his dead. Oh dad. my lord! Like this little oh kitten. Yes. Lion cub. The parent-child thing that's, that's going on there. So cute as it is. Like incredibly yeah. well designed character yeah playing devil's advocate on both sides of the fence here yeah one who the heck dropped the ball and let simba alone with uncle scar the day uncle scar took him out to that gorge with the stampede like that that can't happen anymore i think i kind of like we don't see um we don't see simba's mom parenting simba very much in this yeah no we don't um and Mufasa's a king. Like, he's got but Zazu, crap to do. There's I guess a bunch Zazu's of grunts you can of just like get. The, like, I'm like, the king. This is your job. Look after my child. Yeah. Like, I get Zazu's got job. He's kind of, what is he? He's the advisor to yeah, the Yeah, I guess you something. could call him that. Um, or Rafiki's literally living in a tree in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. And which get apparently Rafiki didn't, I don't think Rafiki has any interactions with Simba between the opening ceremony, like obviously okay. we don't see them, yep. but in Simba's life in general, right. I don't think he has any childhood interactions oh, with, because yeah. Simba's got no idea who the hell he is. No, when they bump, not a he's clue. like, ah, "Who are you?" Which also in that sequence, Rafiki's a bit of a scumbag. Oh, Just, that's like he totally clickbaits Simba, no, no. and he's like, "Come on to the pond, your father's here." No, my interaction when Rafiki—that's horrible. Rafiki keeps hitting Simba in the head. That's, that whole scene. That's a. It's golden. It is, but I'm just saying you don't go to a child and say your dead parent who you've like you've been having psychological terror over these years, feeling guilt, yeah. is alive in this pond over here. Like that's horrible. And I, being devil's advocate here, why the heck did Scar let Simba go? Like you got to just finish the job. There's no witnesses. You got to tie up your loose ends. Even just delegating it to the hyenas was a mistake, which obviously showed up later when Simba came back. But anyway. So I noticed a continuity error. Ooh, I like those. And Do you? Well, I like finding them. Sorry. It's embarrassing when there are continuity errors. So when, and you have to go back and watch this. Ooh. When Nala is, uh, when we first meet grown-up nala grown-up nala okay uh she's she's hunting pumba right uh and she's in the grass kind of sure getting ready to jump all over him oh yeah yeah, yeah. uh and she has green eyes <laughs> and then her Kay. and simba are fighting okay and she has blue eyes no way yeah oh yeah, absolutely oh no way which i mean like delete that you, movie you've it's painstakingly worthless. drawn frames right. yeah how do you know it like yeah. at what point do you not go wait a second or maybe it's like guys 
My green pencil crayon has run out. What Real do I low. do? Draw in blue. No one will know. It's well, fine. No one will watch this movie. Well, it's never going to turn into a cultural phenomenon. It's funny you should mention that because in my like reading so. before this movie yep. about the teams working on it, apparently, so at this time they were producing two different movies at Disney. Okay. They had a team A that was working on Pocahontas oh. and a team B that was working on Lion King. Wow, team B is the a, one that a lot of the, the resources went into team A with Pocahontas because it was expected to be more uh, lucrative, more culturally significant, more successful, and it actually turned out being the opposite. So yeah. this little side project, Lion King, just blew Pocahontas. I out mean, of the no water. offense, Pocahontas is like there are people who like, but it's not. Nobody really cares about Pocahontas. So I, I do. You really like Pocahontas, but not like at the same level as Aladdin or Lion okay. King. Like well, it, it's I'm has sure, its limitations. I'm sure at some point we're gonna watch and review Pocahontas. I can't wait. I've never seen it, so hey, well. Uh, sure. Give me some more. You got any more trivia there? Oh, Brady, just Before tell me to stop. Hop over to so this film, we talked about how stop. successful it was. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> this film was record for being the highest grossing animated film of all time until it was surpassed. Okay. What two films surpassed it? And as a hint, they are both Disney. So what two Disney animated films surpassed Lion King for gross earnings? Hmm. Um, how, uh, how recently? Within the last nine years, 10 years. Hmm. Don't we just drop some hints? No, no, no. Okay. No, I do not. I'm going to say they're Disney animated movies. Yep. Um, are we excluding Pixar? Um, no. We're not excluding Pixar. No. Disney movies. So Toy Story 3. That's one. Um, and, um, I'm trying to think, I'm, I'm blanking on Disney movies. Let it go, Brady. And, okay, Frozen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Those are the two. Um, yeah. Okay. So, things that would have changed this movie for the worse, I think. Wait, so, but here's a question. Oh, sure. Shoot. Um, both... Both Toy Story three mm-hmm. and Frozen okay. are three um, D animation movies. Mm. Like they're computer generated right. movies. Yep. So does that mean that of the hand drawn animated movies, Lion King still reigns? I would assume so because it's still the highest grossing two D animated film of all time. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. okay, there you go. That's yep. yeah. That's what I'm asking. Yep. Okay. Um, uh, good catch. I yeah, sweet. Uh, unless you've got one more piece of trivia that you're really buzzing about, we'll move on. This is the one thing. Okay. Imagine this movie with no James Earl Jones, but if the scriptwriters had their their envisioning, pro- like if they had their way with who they envisioned being the voice of Mufasa. Okay. Sean Connery. No. Are you serious? Sean Connery. After they like what, Simba, are you you're dead serious? Simba, Every, I can't do it without laughing. Yes, everything you see in the shade is not our kingdom. Listen here, Simba. <laughs> like, how we're gonna go over to that tree? How horrible gonna, would that have been? We're gonna drink a martini, <laughs> like shake that, and not stare. So wrong. That's like 
Screen but script writers, what are you doing? But you said that the same thing about the la- Hannibal Lecter was. I know Sean Connery. That's just incidental. Script Sean writers, Connery, be damned. the man who almost was. <laughs> yeah, a woman beater. No, he is a woman beater. Pardon? You you don't know about this? I don't want to oh know my about gosh. this. There's this whole I'm gonna ruin oh, Sean Connery for no. you. So there's this interview with oh. Barbara Walters, um, from. Oh. The early two thousands. Oh, really? Where he had made some, he had made some kind of comment, and sure. it had gone on the record yep. um, about slapping women. Oh. And Barbara Walters is kind of Waters. Barbara, yeah, Barbara Walters mm-hmm. is like, um, do you like? She kind of gives him a chance to explain himself, or mm. maybe take the comment back or sure. you know whatever just save uh, some face and he says no i he says i absolutely stand by it and she's oh. like what and he's like well look he says uh it's only it's only appropriate when you've tried absolutely everything else oh no he says just a good firm open hand slap oh no he says because here's the thing oh he says, and w- women are good at this they absolutely have to have the last say Oh, oh yeah! And it was, oh, sorry, that was so a terrible bad. accent. No, but, the accent was good. But, Him, what he said uh, apparently was not but, cool. Yeah, oh, it's crazy! It's oh. crazy. He's like, it, that's his thing. He says, if you've tried everything else, oh my goodness, and the woman still just won't listen to you, then giving her a good firm, open hand slap in the face is oh. absolutely appropriate. Wow. What did you watch this week, Pete? So, Brady, on to more better and brighter things. I watched uh, The Sunset Limited. Yeah, did which, you? Oh, God. Which was okay, wait, your wait, recommendation. Wait, 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 wait. I didn't hear what you just said. It just said it was your recommendation. Okay, yeah, my recommendation. I'm. This is a movie that you either hate or love. Okay. In my opinion. Sure. Uh, maybe you're like, ah, it was, it was okay. I don't really care. In which case, you're wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, Whoa. But, okay. but no, I, I, that's not true. Sure. I find I really love this movie. Okay. I've shown it to other people who really love it. Oh. And I've shown it to people who watch it and go, well, I'm never going to get that 90 minutes back. Mm. Uh, so I'm so like, I am so excited to hear what you have to say about it that I'm going on about it instead of actually letting you tell me what you think about it well so that's interesting I might I might disappoint you because I might fall into that category that I didn't hate it I'm not going to get it tattooed on my back no Uh, it was just we don't want matching tattoos that'd that'd be weird that would be weird Um, so I, I enjoyed the viewing I didn't regret watching it right um Good. It's good if you fact. Would you say it's it's a pretty darn good movie if you factor in the context. Right. Factor in that it's t- there's only two people in the movie. Yeah. And it all takes place in one room. Yeah. So I've got three things that I want to say about it. Okay. One that is one of the things. Like it has a very live theater feel to it. Yes. It Just feels two like, characters. It feels lot like of a stage ex- thing. A lot of expositional dialogue. Yeah. Always threatening to leave, which would kind of end the movie, but they don't. They remain in the same room. And the story is in real time. Yes. Um, Tommy Lee Jones is a bit of a wet blanket in this movie. He not is. not going to lie. I, I found him a little tiring, and he's, he was performing the role well. Like, he, he was supposed to be that. depressed yeah. academic. Yeah. 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 Sam Jackson kind of carries the brunt of, like, okay, I'm still enjoying this movie because... 
Tommy yeah. Lee Jones is just bringing it down. Um, but yeah, it was cool just having like these guys with their contrary philosophical worldviews and both clinging to hope for different things. Yes. One God and religion, the other nothingness. Like, yeah. like Tommy Lee Jones, like hoped in nothingness. Yeah. Um, incredibly heavy. Like it's a, you have to watch this movie knowing that it's a drama, a conversational drama. If you went into it thinking that Sam Jackson was going to blow something up, you would walk out disappointed. It's very heavy, very, very somber. But I, I thought it was interesting. I gave it a seven and a half out of ten on my uh, algorithm. What did you think of the ending? Um, I did wanted, you understand it? Because I don't. I don't. I see. I live with someone, and she she's my wife actually. <laughs> And so she walked by and she she actually had an interesting thought. She said, was that an allegory? Like, are they in purgatory? I didn't think of that. I thought it was just an allegory for these two different worldviews kind of imposing on each other. There are moments where the movie kind of. I don't I don't think it tries to convince you of anything. I do think the movie presents the notion that uh, maybe he's an angel. Maybe Sam Jackson's character is I, an angel. I really Be- thought that's where it was because going. Because there was a whole thing about, I I didn't see you on the platform. I don't know mm-hmm. where you could have been. Yeah. Uh, you you kind of just came out of nowhere. Yeah. I didn't um, see you. Like, we're, yeah. But. Uh, that's not where it went. It, no. It, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, I, I like it. I do yeah. like that it's not a happy ending. Like, no, no. no uh, well, not not that it's not a happy ending. Nobody wins the other person over in their argument. No, and I th- I feel it would be almost cheap to do so because yes. it's so those two topics or points of view. Like I feel the ending of the movie was reflective to a lot of debates in that way. Oh, like absolutely. The, I I feel like if it had just been a resolution, like Tommy Lee Jones would look. I am so pumped. Let's go get ice cream. Let's be friends. <laughs> We're gonna like. I've been saved. <laughs> It would have just been kind of out of place. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. No, I agree. Yeah. Uh, so I watched a movie late last night. What? Is the like one I started you sent me at a like, screenshot? I started at like quarter after 11. Yeah. I watched this till like one thirty in the morning. Woo. Uh, I watched Vertigo. Yeah, baby. 1958. Yep. Um, Alfred Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. James Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Uh Wow. Mm-hmm. Like, dislike? Like, I liked yeah. I enjoyed it. Okay. So I want to say a couple of things sure. uh, that were popping into my head as I was watching it. Yeah. One, James Stewart is always a delight. <laughs> he is. He really is. Two, um, I mean, it's a 50s, it's a late 50s movie. Yep. So it the pacing is as such. Yeah. Um, so yeah. the movie's very... There are defined scenes, and each scene has a different set, and um, and then there's some traveling in between the sets. Yep. Uh, but there's there's a lot of. I would say fifties movies spend a lot of time filmmaking now. Mm. Um, won't show you certain things it won't show you the car ride because it doesn't need to show you the car ride sure. because it understands that you know that in order to get from point a to point b there was a car ride there was a car yeah. um 
50 cinema is not so much like that 50 cinema will show you at the very least show them getting into the car and pulling away Mm -hmm. and showing up at the next stop and getting out of the car right um even if they don't show you any of the trip in between Mm -hmm. they do show you a lot they 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 treat the audience like they're dumber than they are like there were um, sequences I read online. There were sequences where they actually filmed the entire car ride from yeah. point A to oh, point B. Like you could watch it, and that's how you would navigate through but, the city. And I mean, having said that, having said that, I felt like the movie was treating me like I was, like I couldn't fill in the blanks for myself. Mm. It it that I it wasn't a demerit in any way. Okay. Yep. It um, it was just kind. Of, it's part of the charm of fifty cinema. Right. Like I was okay with it. Yep. Um. Acting, <laughs> not just in this movie, but again okay. in general. Yep. Um, the acting in movies in the fifties, yep, um, is not good at times. It like, can it's, be hit it's, or miss. It's weird that like, um, it's it's like I've I, I've kind of gained a theory okay. where um, like there's a dream sequence at the beginning of the film where he's watching he what he's reliving an accident that happened right where a, a colleague officer of his mm-hmm. falls off a roof yep. uh, and he's unable to save the officer yep. uh, because he has vertigo he has acrophobia acrophobia which leads to which vertigo, leads to vertigo. Yep. um and when he falls mm-hmm. Uh, James Stewart. There's this shot that cuts to James Stewart mm. of James Stewart looking down and reacting right. to the fact that he's fallen. Yep. And nowadays, uh, if that movie was made now, mm-hmm. the actor in that role would think to himself, "How does a real person react to something <laughs> like this?" <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Whereas in the '50s, sure. it kind of seemed like. The attitude or the approach was more, mm. what is the movie reaction to, <laughs> right? Like, right. it's I don't know. It's got this. And again, I don't, it's not a demerit. It's no, not, no. I'm not looking at it going, no. oh, because of that, I'm only no. giving it a four point. No. Right. It's, again, it was part of the charm of 50 cinema. Right. Um, it was just, it was something that I, True. you know. Um, a couple things. I would say this movie is a tragedy. Yeah. when it ends oh yeah um it's it's kind of one of those where nobody nobody wins in this movie it's no. not nobody gets you know a good ending no we're kind of like i assume i assume that scotty is going to jail he's probably going to go to jail yeah it's hard to say um i don't think so to be honest the authorities are coming yeah but, but the nun that nun was kind of a witness like he didn't push her she kind of just did her own True. thing. True, uh, but I do think that she thinks that he was roughing her, which he was. So here's the he thing. Was, so there's so many, yeah. like the movie starts out and I'm like, ooh, like this is a possession thing. This is a, right. like someone's come back. There's a lot of different kinda, and ways And I'm trying to figure go. out, I'm trying to figure out uh, Madeline's motive yeah. and like who she is and what's going on. Yeah. And then a moment comes like the movie started out and Scotty's character seemed like just a regular upstanding guy. Yep. And then as the movie progresses, you you start to feel less easy about him. Right. Like my first reaction was 
uh, or the first moment where I was kind of like, whoa, Scotty, mm-hmm. was um, when he rescues Madeline from having fallen yes. into the bay. Right. And he gets her back to his place yeah. and puts her in the bed to like warm her up. Sure. And she's naked. Yeah. And so she wakes up, like she comes to, and yeah. she's like, she even like, she's like, uh, uh, where are my clothes? Yeah. Um, and she's surprisingly at ease with She it. was okay with she's it. Like, she like, hey. She kind of got through it. Sure. Um, I, yeah. So then there's that. I mean, then, so so just to get into why he was a nut, uh, he was disturbed. I mean, imagine the psychological toll of having your phobia directly causing two different deaths. Oh, absolutely. No, like, and I, he and gets I get into it. like some serious repetitive I, I get, compulsion. I get why he's crazy. Yeah. But I mean, so there's that. And then for a while, they're just kind of in love. Mm-hmm. And you're still a little unsure. You're still kind of like, um, because she's still got the possession thing going on. And we're mm-hmm. not really sure what to make of that. Yep. Uh, but they're in love and everything's happy. Yeah. And then she supposedly dies. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and then he spent, and then we jump like six months to a year. Mm-hmm. Is how well, long he's in the psychiatric yeah. thing, recovering, recovering, just like gaining yeah. the ability to speak, speak and acknowledge that other people are in the room. He went and, full know. catatonic, yep. like he was just. Uh, and then he meets Judy. Yes, and he gets really weird. He repetitive like, compulsion he becomes. He tries to bring Madeline back. Yeah, and then there was so many. Like I, I still thought it was going to be okay. Okay. Like I still thought, um, like he ends up discovering that it's her, mm-hmm. but he discovers it's her because of the necklace, which was a bonehead move on her part. It was stupid on her part, Very but I'm stupid. still thinking like when she, when she comes out of like she, cause she dies, he buys her all the clothes mm-hmm. and then she dyes her hair yep. and then she's not wearing it properly. So he makes her put it up. Yeah, With he's the, super creepy. And then, but like, and then she walks out, and it's almost like she's removed lip makeup too, and she's done what, like, mm. you know. It, I almost wondered, did she have a fake like beauty mark that she'd put on, and she'd removed that too? Right. And now it's like it's clearly Madeline. Mm-hmm. It's clearly the girl from before. Right. And he still, he still thinks it's just a a doppelganger. Mm-hmm. Right. So <laughs> I was kind. I was really hoping she was going to come out at that moment. Right. What I was expecting was she was going to come out of that moment mm-hmm. and um, and that's when they would have the conversation about what happened mm-hmm. and he would be okay and forgiving and we would kind of just skip over the fact that he's super crazy now. Right. Uh, and that, you know, it would end with them kissing and yeah. it would, you know, whatever. But it's like, it's, and I kept flipping back and forth. Like when we get back to the bell tower. Yeah. I kept flipping back and forth between, okay, Scotty, mm-hmm. this is getting out of control. Let you it need go. To, yeah. And then also seeing his side of it, where I'm like, <laughs> you pl- you played him and like oh, you yeah. screwed his life up. Yeah. And like I get why he's you know I get why he is. I don't think he had any intentions of killing, actually throwing her oh, out of the bell tower. No, and he didn't for the record. No, and he didn't. I think he was trying to frighten her. Yeah. I think he was trying to he was I I think he was trying to use a dramatic way of showing her mm-hmm. I know you're lying to me. Right. And Which is still not like it's still not 
I, no. like, don't get me wrong, it's not okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think he was planning on killing her. No. So. Um, do you think, so, like, the music kind of winds up in a way when they kiss in that hotel room. That, yeah. like, the movie almost could have ended there. Yes. And if it I, did. I kind of thought it. Do you think he would have been content going forward? Like, if it hadn't been for that necklace. And that's the thing, right? Is that she struggles with, like, yeah. she's like, he doesn't know it's me. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if he, I think he would have just because he's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he probably, Where are these I clothes? think before too long, he probably would have either ended up killing himself or right. he would have. You know, right? She would have run away from him or whatever. Right. But I would, uh, I would give the movie. Yeah. Yes, to, I, I don't think because it's fifty cinema and fifty cinema is such a different flavor. Yep. Um, I don't think it can be compared to the likes of, um, Silence of the Lambs or or you know Avengers Endgame or or mm. like you know any yep. of that stuff. Yep. Um. But for what it is, for the time it was made, so on and so forth, I would probably give it an eight. Cool. Um, even when I like, even when I, I I would stop and I would think to myself, this is pretty slow. Mm-hmm. Nothing's happened in an hour right. that is really substantial, or and and I was still entertained. Like right. I I enjoyed the movie from the second the movie started. Mm-hmm. I was like. I, I enjoyed it. I was having fun watching it. Right. So see, I it think, was really good. yeah, it was good. I think there's more meat to chew on as as a psychological thriller, and I feel like there's so many more moral implications of things that are explored that the actual murder of Madeline is just overlooked. Like there's not there's no point in pursuing yeah, that in the plot. There's like so yeah, many other things. Going we get to on. the point where it's like okay, so there was a like there was we, a murder. They touch on it very briefly, but that's just there was that's a wife. not important. She was mostly out of the country yeah. or out in the country or whatever. You know how it is. So you know, yeah. yeah. No, I'd give it. I would say what I say seven point five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. It was fun. I probably, I don't know if I would watch it again. Like I watched it alone. Sure. I don't know if I would watch it again mm-hmm. just for the sake of watching it. Sure. Um. But I might, sh- like, I might get a kick out of showing it to someone. Sure. So the only two things I'm going to add to that, I do think it's interesting. Just his fantasy of Madeline wanting to recreate Madeline, yep. And that fantasy kind of comes true when he finds Judy and makes her wear all these clothes. But then ultimately his fantasy is kind of ruined by reality because Madeline never actually existed. Like, not only... She went from dying... Well, she did, but he never met her. Yeah, she... Well, she died, quote-unquote. Yeah. But he... Then she came back to life. But it turns out he never actually knew Madeline because she was fake. Because she... She never knew the real Madeline. He never knew the real one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm quoting someone else. This is not my intellectual property. But I think it's from Scream Prism. It may or may not be the best movie. Who knows? There could No one can ever definitively say X, Y, or Z is the best movie ever made. But it's one of the most interesting movies ever made just because of the ramifications it still has of conversation points for psychological thrillers these days. Like it's lived, stood the test of time and considering it's from 1958, like it's 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 a good movie. That's and so the last thing I'll say on it is um, 
I would say the last half hour of the movie is my least favorite. Really? I like the hour and a half. I like all the boring exposition leading up to the last half hour. Right. Um, but it wasn't until the last half hour that I realized why this is such a uh, important mm. film culturally. Actually, can I tell you just one anecdotal story? Because <laughs> sure. we had a podcast about should creative people be influenced by sure. oh, studios, yeah. fans, whatever. So, you know, partway through the movie, you find out that Judy has lied. Like, Judy is who she is because the, the uh, he shows you what actually happened with the murder. Right. The audiences. Yeah. So, apparently, Hitchcock wasn't sure which way to go with this. He, should I keep the audience in mystery till the end or should I tell them right then? And they're, they're knowing before James Stewart knows. Right. So, he showed both versions to two different test groups and got their feedback and went with what the audience thought. So he let the audience determine his creative process for cool. how the movie That's went. I like that. Yeah. Um, so what are you recommending? So the other movie that I watched. Oh, pardon me. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, as yeah. as a recommendation. Oh, yeah. Uh, is the movie Wonder Park. Wonder Park? Oh. I think it was called Wonder Park. Wonder Park? Uh, Von... Yeah, Wonder Park. Cool. So it's a 2019 um, Paramount Pictures animated movie. Oh. Uh, and it's got a lot of heart. Cool. I'm not going to, I won't tell you anything else. Sure. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Sure. I, it, um, I like the beginning and the ending the best. Okay. There's a bunch of stuff in the middle that I'm like, eh, sure. this is, it just kind of becomes typical animated background noise kind of stuff. Hmm. Um, but they deal with some very real things in this movie. Okay. Uh, and, and I cried. Wow. Not like, I didn't like, you know, I wasn't like weeping. No. Uh, but my, my eyes got a little watery right wow. at the end wow so i'm just googling it because i'm not too familiar with it i am curious to watch this movie now yeah and i won't tell you if they were happy tears or sad tears okay that you'll have to yeah wait and i'll, I'll you find know. out i'll but, find out no it's fun it's a good movie cool yeah uh, uh what are you recommending for me so i in the last few years i've kind of grown an appreciation for woody harrelson i never really had the time of day for him okay and i liked him years, in uh i liked him in cheers yeah, I had not seen Cheers, um, but I, I've seen it more recently. So I'd like you to watch. I hope you haven't seen this movie. I, I'm always hoping the movies I recommend to you you haven't seen. I'm recommending to Trans-Siberian. have not seen it. Okay. Well, tell me how you enjoy the ride. Okay. The, it's a pun. because it's that very specifically. It's about a train ride. Okay. Enjoy the ride. I will, uh, I will check that out. Ba-dum-ts. Uh, so I'd like to give a shout out with please. Let's hear it. I'm not sure to who. I haven't thought that. Oh my god! Seriously, Brady, you got to plan uh, that ahead. Shout out! Who am I gonna give a shout out to? Jeremy, Jeremy and Jill. Oh yes, they uh they've got a big thing coming up this weekend. Right, like a wedding celebration reception, reception. camping thing. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Are you going? Uh, I actually need to... Oh, wow. 
No, that's that's <laughs> fine. No, I mean th- only the real friends will be. I'm here. a horrible person. He said I got the email and I was about to respond and then the baby came and then everything's been kind of a blur. So I think so, but it kind of just depends. We don't we haven't left too far from home recently. Right, because so. of your condition. That and our newborn child. Yeah. Um, uh, can I give a shout out? I Whoa. A double. Like I technically already just gave two. So this, this is unscripted. Three, this you can edit it out no, if you want. I, I, edit, I try to edit you out mostly, but then contextually I don't make any sense. Please do. I'm giving a shout out to you. Me? The sights and sounds oh, no. in Hanover is coming up oh, and the street dance is coming up. You are DJing it up. And as always, you will do a great job. You've done it the last three years. Well, thank you. I want to give you a shout out and tell people to go on out. It's always a good time. Sweet. You're fantastic. You're talented. I've gotten You won't over... pump your own tires, so I want to do it for I you. I, I don't, uh, you know, I'm, I've graduated past just playing the chicken dance on repeat for two hours straight. Oh, then I might not come. Oh. Just kidding. I will. I'll, we'll throw some polka in there. Sure. You're, you're going to come? Uh, again, I haven't decided. Um, wow. like I'm, I'm going to, if I didn't have a newborn child at home for those out there, you should come anyways. I probably will for bring a little child. bit. Bring the child. No, we can, we'll, we'll discuss it. If I, if she has ear headphones, maybe I'll come for like 20 minutes. Or no, time. she's like three weeks old. That's such a bad idea. Yeah. I'm not coming yeah. with her. Okay. Anyways. Anyway, everyone else should go until next time. Thank I'm you. I'm Steve Williams and I'm not Steve Williams. Me. I'm Pete or, and I'm. Also, I'm not Pete either. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone.